Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning because I know last night I needed me a spiritual healing. My body was so out of whack, but I'm feeling much better today. So I want to thank him, thank him, thank him. I'm very grateful. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday, that is the day when we do the segment From the Pulpit to the Couch here at Precious Predicaments, where you will receive biblical teachings as well as receive and hear information from myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And you know what? I'm just thinking, I don't think I contacted Lady Mother G. So I need to send her a a message because I kind of forgot about her today. So if you want to join in on the conversation today, give me a call at 516-387-1914. And I'm looking at my screen, and it's telling me something that's interesting, basically telling me that – we're currently working on an infrastructure issue that is preventing broadcasts from live streaming. Content will be available for archive use. So I'm hoping that those that want to be on the show can have the opportunity to still call in. I don't know what's happening, what's going on, but I'm hoping that, again, you will be able to listen, call in. If you know me personally and you run into any challenges, give me a text on my cell phone, and let me know because I don't know what's going on because I can't hear what's going on. But today's show, we're going to be talking about disobedience. Now, there's a difference between disobedience, which is the practical acceptance and the authority of the authority and the will of God, versus just disobedience when I'm, let me, I said it wrong because I'm going to get ahead of myself. There's a difference between obedience which is the practical acceptance of the authority and will of God when you are obedient versus disobedience, which is caused by rebellion and distrust of God. Now, God expects obedience, and there are consequences when we don't obey God. Now, today we're seeing a great deal of civil disobedience. And when I was getting the information ready for the show, it was kind of confusing me because I was wondering, Lord, why am I supposed to be talking about disobedience. Am I talking about disobedience in the form of what we're seeing as civil disobedience, or is it that individuals that are just being just straight out defiant and what we're seeing that's happening, are they disobeying God? You know, I was just watching something with Joe Biden talking on on TV, and then I was watching Trump's individuals talking, now they're talking about the federal agents policing the U.S. cities because they're talking about the disobedience that's happening in the streets. And part of that is a civil disobedience because people are tired. And they're talking about violent clashes in Portland as Trump expands federal crackdown. But what's happening is when we're talking about disobedience, individuals are becoming somewhat confused because they want to fight for their rights, but it's not that they're trying to purposely defy God. But then yet we're seeing in some cases some things is a disobedience towards God. Now, with focusing on how it relates in the Bible, 
the Bible has a lot to say as it relates to disobedience because obeying God is in our best interest because we need God's guidance for every area. I say we need it for every area in our life. Like I said, I when I'm looking at some of this stuff, I just be like, wow, for real. You know, this is happening in our world. You know, we see a lot of different things on television. Growing up, I saw a lot of different things on cartoons. And some of the things that I saw on cartoons, I'm like, wow, it seems like it's happening in real life now. And it's causing a lot of strife. It's causing a lot of discord. And it's causing individuals to sometimes want to question God. Because they're like, Lord, we need you. What is going on? Now, I want to go back to what I was saying in regards to talking about, um, even when we talk about what God and what the Bible says and Bible verses. So I'm going to be providing a great deal of information. Now, you guys know I am not a preacher, nor do I claim to be. So if there's some preachers out there, because I did tag you, Please give me a call so you can also explain to the listeners your take and what the Bible has to say as it relates to obedience and disobedience. Now, this information that I'm going to share with you is coming from CBN.com, and it says, what does the Bible say about obedience and disobedience? Now, we're talking about, and I indicated earlier, that obedience is the practical acceptance of the authority and will of God. It includes both submitting to him and expressing that submission in actions, words, and thoughts. A lot of times we see that individuals are conflicted because they'll talk about how much they love God, but then their actions don't line up with the word. And when we talk about the submissions and actions, Now, to be obedient is to be in agreement with God. To be in agreement with God is to be in a position of power in Christ. Now, disobedience is caused by rebellion and distrust of God. Now, and I was kind of, like I said, I was conflicted because I'm looking at, are we talking about God or are we talking about man? Because what we're seeing on television looks like the disobedience towards man, who may be perhaps trying to be God the way that they acted and things that they're doing. Now, when I indicate and it talks about how disobedience caused by rebellion and distrust of God, to be disobedient is to yield to self-will instead of surrendering to God and desiring his will in all things. And in Deuteronomy, it talks about God expects obedience. And one might say, okay, Jeanette, what do you what do you mean by God expects obedience? It's written in the Bible. Now, when we talk about some of the scriptures, and even when the scriptures we talk about even not only just Deuteronomy, it goes into and it says, what scripture says, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The curse, if you will disobey the commandments of your Lord God and turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. And then Samuel replied, does 
the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of adultery. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Now, and even going to Samuel. Now, when I'm looking at, and I'm talking about this, so how do you correct the sin of disobedience? And a lot of times individuals say, okay, well, if I've been disobeying God, if I've been doing the wrong things, how can I get it right? And we're going to talk about that in regards to some things that people can do to get it right. And go back to, can I trust God? Now, I want to share some information because I found this information to be very interesting. And it goes into eight results of disobeying God. Now, we know with everything comes consequences. And a lot of times I used to hear or feel here, my daughter always tells my grandson, consequences. When he first learned how to talk, I think his first word was consequences. He didn't like consequences, and I don't either. But there's always going to be consequences to our behavior. Now, we need God's guidance for every area of our lives. When we talk about making financial decisions, marriages, business, education, some of us is going back to work, the way individuals are acting with this coronavirus, we need God's guidance and everything that concerns us. And sometimes, we're going in the right direction, but the timing is not always right. God not only knows what we should do and how and when as well. He knows because some choices may seem fantastic from our perspective, but if they're not in God's will, he will reject them eventually. And we're seeing that a lot because we're seeing people trying to do what they want to do, People are going around trying to say what they want to say, and God is still in control. Last week we talked about how he's able, and we're seeing some things turn around, and even though we're seeing the number of coronaviruses increase, coronaviruses increase we're seeing all of this stuff going on, we're seeing people saying what they're not going to do, because we want to make sure that everything is lining up with God's will. Now, I indicated that God not only knows what we should do, but how and when as well. And as we go into this, as Christ followers, we have what's called the Holy Spirit within us to guide us into all truth. That's why we're looking at some of this stuff and we're reading some of this stuff. And, you know, and I'm watching them talking about vaccinations. And I don't know if I want somebody sticking a needle with me and I don't know what you're trying to put in me. You know, so a lot of times we're struggling with a lot of these different things. But we have to let the Holy Spirit within us guide us into all truth. But if we neglect his divine leadership and insist on going our own way, the Lord will let us know that we're going to be facing consequences until we finally repent and turn back to him. Now, I want to go over some things that I'm looking at, and it's in basically in touch.org. And they talk about, when we refuse to consult the Lord and determine to go our own way, we can expect the following results, because this is going to happen. Confusion. We're seeing so much confusion now till it's crazy. 
So when we start to question our decisions and wonder if we made the wrong choices, God's actions, what they talked about in the Tower of Babel, demonstrates how he brings confusion when we make decisions apart from him. Not only were their plans frustrated, but God accomplished his wills despite them as they scatter over the surface of the earth. Now, when I talk about today's confusion, we're looking at, like I said, what's going on in Oregon, what's going on with this coronavirus, what's going on with schools. And I don't blame some of these teachers for not wanting to go back to work right now, knowing that this coronavirus is increasing. And, I mean, I shared a couple of weeks ago how one day I walked out of my house and I heard a young kid in the car crying to her dad, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. I don't know where they were going, but wherever they was going, this little kid was like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not taking me nowhere to go kill me. So individuals, we're dealing with a lot of confusion because we don't know who to believe, who not to believe. And so when we're disobedient, it can result, oh, (laughs) it can result in confusion. Next is conflict. With conflict, we'll experience internal conflict with the Holy Spirit It will give us a sense of uneasiness, inadequacy, and doubt over our course of action. So when we know we are out of line, it is a conflict. Another thing is the cost. The cost of disobedience. Always costly when we don't do the right thing in the right time and in the right way. We go pay a cost. And that is one of the things with a consequence that kids don't like because when, you t- when they get in trouble, they don't like the cost. Another thing and when we talk about with that is a loss. We will experience a loss at some point in our lives, whether the loss is going to be emotionally or whether the loss is going to be physically. And there's also regret. God chooses the best direction, time, and way. Therefore, if we go in the opposite direction and don't wait on him or for his timing or do it our way, we will miss the best and suffer deep regret. And, I mean, I know that I've seen that a lot myself when I've done something and it was because Jeanette wanted to do it and it wasn't because God told me to do it and I was being disobedient. And I'll be like, oh, Lord, no, Lord knows I shouldn't have done that. And the sixth thing that they indicate is pain. When we are disobedient, we will experience some pain. We may experience physical pain as a result of our disobedience, but the worst pain is that which is emotional. As we look back at our choices, we'll be filled with thoughts of if I've only, if I would have done this or done that. And then disaster. It could come to us financially, emotionally, or in countless ways. But the result of disobedience is always disastrous because we didn't follow the Lord. And last that they mention is discipline. If we will not listen and obey God, he'll discipline us. His goal is that we learn to trust him and all our heart, as and leaning on our own understanding, meaning and that's in Proverbs, only then will he make our path straight. 
And I remember being in church, and I've heard that scripture quite often, you know, lean not on your own understanding, and I would get confused, and I'd be like, okay, well, Lord, why did you give me all of this knowledge, wisdom, and discernment if I can't and I'm not supposed to use it, and I didn't know how to use it? So what I just shared with you is eight results of disobeying God, and these are things that happen when we disobey God. And like I said, the Bible goes on and on and on as it has a lot to say about disobedience. Now, obeying God is really in our best interest because when we start talking about obeying God and we don't obey him, we are going to wind up in trouble. And I want someone to call in. I would love to hear somebody else's voice besides mine. And like I said, I don't know if the problem is because there are some technical difficulties in regards to what they were talking about with the infrastructure. So I'm trying to check my text messages and and um, to see if anyone has tried to call in because Mr. Curtis normally calls in every um, every show, and I haven't heard from him. So I don't know if, if he's having problems or not. So I'm trying to send someone a text. One person asked me, was I not at work because I was sick? I'd say, no, I'm not sick. So let me see if I can reach Mr. Curtis. Maybe I can see if he is having problems calling me in because I don't know. I'm just going to call him on my phone and see what happens. Let me see. Okay, we got some silence going on, but I'm trying to see if he's going. Hey, did you try to call in? Yes, I'm right now. Okay, because I was waiting on you. <laughs> if it, if you run into a problem, I may have to just put you on the phone because it's telling me that they're having some problems with broadcasting. Everybody, everybody else is. You want to just bring me in now? Well, you know what? I got you on the speakerphone, but try to dial the number first, and if you don't go in, and then I'll call you back, and we'll do it that way. Okay. Because it is something going on. Okay, bye. Okay. So we'll see. Mr. Curtis will be calling in. And then we will join him on the air as we talk about disobedience because we all have experienced disobedience in some form. And like I said, I was getting kind of confused when I was looking at disobedience versus civil disobedience and when is it okay to just say, I'm not going to do this, but it's not that we're trying to disobey God. It's in my opinion, a lot of that has to do with disobeying man. And I don't know why. It seems like on Tuesdays when I'm on the air, that's when my phone just went to blow up with clients calling me, but I can't talk right now. Now, getting on with the show as we talk about disobedience and the Bible verses on disobedience. And when I indicated how the Bible basically has a lot to say when it talks about disobedience of God's word is a guide for our life, and it reminds us that when we disobey God, we sadden him. He desires the best for us, and sometimes we take the easy way out and turn away from him. Here 
are some of the things the Bible has to say about why we disobey God, how God reacts to our disobedience, and what it means to him when we don't disobey him, when we don't obey him. And, you know, it's funny because I think about parents, and a lot of times parents would get upset when their children disobey or when a kid do something and they know they didn't have no business doing it. And my mother used to say, when people see you out there, Jeanette, acting the food, they don't see you, they see me. And, you know, I could relate to that as when individuals are a child of God and they're out there acting and running amok, it's like they're looking at God. And sometimes we tell individuals, even as believers, we want people to see the God in you. Now, when temptation leads to disobedience, there are plenty of reasons we disobey God and we sin. We all know that there are many temptations out there waiting to lead us away from God. Now, in James 1, chapter 1, verse 14, 15, temptation comes from our own desires, which entices us and drags us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. Now, I don't know what happened. Let me see if I can call Curtis this way. Let me see something. Okay. Okay, I'm going to see if it's going to dial his number that way. Because I'm trying to... Oh, he did call. Uh Uh-oh. Let me cancel this and then do this. Hello, Mr. Curtis. How are you doing? I was trying to call you on. (laughs) I didn't know. Because I'm looking at the screen, and it says, we're currently working on infrastructure issues that is preventing broadcast from live streaming. Content will still be available for archival use. So I didn't know if you was having problems logging on or what the situation yeah. was. That's why I was trying to call that's you exactly on. What, that's exactly what it was, and I'm so happy that you called. And by the grace of God, it just went through right now because I was having difficulties getting in, and it was just strange for that to happen because usually I never had any issues in getting in. Yeah, and I mean, it popped on. It's, I'm looking at it on my screen, so I was like, I didn't know if Mama G was trying to get on. I didn't know because normally people that call in, it's like, it's, I don't know. It is what it is, but you know what? Hey, we'll find a way. Sometimes it's funny because I've had situations where we've had good topics on, and Pastor Dan and Stella and I would be on the air. We would run into so many difficulties. I would have two phones together with an iPad. <laughs> we was making it work. We was like, the devil Amen. is a liar, and the show will go on. It's like, you know, a way of trying to stop the information from being shared, but we go do what we got to do. Now, today's topic has to do with disobedience. And I was seeing, I don't know why the Holy Spirit was voicing out of my heart with disobedience, because I was looking at and thinking about disobedience, and then I was getting information about civil disobedience, and I was like, are we disobeying man? Are we disobeying God? You know, what is the different curtains from your perspective when we start talking about disobedience? When we when we sit there and talk about disobedience, there's um consequences that come for being disobedient. 
I think that sometimes it's just the people with the buildup of resentment and a lack of understanding that pushes them to be disobedient because it feels like for them that there's some type of outlet in doing that and just acting out instead of sitting here and actually really talking it out and working it out because the lack of understanding leads to that disobedience and it feels good to them. And I'm talking from experience that Mm -hmm. way because it's like an outlet for them and it's the wrong type of outlet, but the lack of understanding and how to deal with the disobedience continues that fire that just starts to burn. It just never seems to be able to be put out only based off the fact that there's no one in their life to help understand how not to be disobedient because you know how like for kids, for example, Hey, don't touch that. It's hot, but they want to see so bad to where they touch it and it burns them, you know, or don't go playing with electrical plugs because it'll shock you. You know, or the iron is on. Be careful because if it falls, it's going to burn you. And incidents just like that, it's just so simple. But when you translate that to the reality and the events that we're ha- that's happening right now into the world, people actually think that they actually get, like, some type of high or some type of thrill or attention by being disobedient and find themselves in situations that are very awkward that was of their own doing in their choices. And, you know, when you ask them, why would you do something like that? The most like, well, I really don't know and I really wasn't thinking, but to be honest with you, I just don't care. Okay, mm-hmm. well, then why is it that you don't care? Why is it that you don't? Because I don't. Okay, well, then what is it that's driving that mechanism? Well, what do you want me to tell you? I want you to tell me what's actually driving the mechanism so that we can get to why you feel you have to be disobedient. You need not be disobedient to yourself as well as the world because all it does is just put you into another category and another cycle because where you are, when you start to do the things that you feel that you get comfort from or attention, uh, for me, I believe it's more so the lack of understanding, the attention that they're seeking, the love, the understanding, and the compassion that they want for someone to have for them, but they're not willing to open up and to listen to the things that really need to be said so that they can truly get a better understanding about why you feel that you need to do that. And and it doesn't need to be in a lecture form because when you start telling the truth, it, it People interpret it in different ways. Are you lecturing me? I don't need no lecture. I don't need this. I know. But we're just trying to find out why do you feel that it's so important for you to be disobedient, not do the things that you know that you should be doing, and then find yourself in a situation and you're looking for somebody to come and rescue you or help. Well, before you made that choice and decision, you had ample opportunity to find someone. And I can't say that for everybody because there's been a lot of times in my life, and I'm sure in your life too, where we wish somebody would understand us, but it just wasn't anybody there. But we can't say that because God has always been there for us. Now, whether we choose to turn to him or not would be ultimately up to to us, you know? And you know what? And that's 
when you say when we choose to turn to God, because when you're a kid, you're not really thinking about God. But I'm finding now that kids now, younger and younger and younger, when they say out of the mouth of babes, a friend of mine sent me from Mississippi because he's an um, assistant pastor. He sent me something with a kid preaching, and the kid was talking about healing powers and da-da-da-da-da. I mean, this kid was so anointed and fulfilled with the Holy Ghost, it was ridiculous. I was like, oh, my God, that, that spirit is all up in that child. But the thing is, when we start talking about that with kids, kids do things just to defy authority and to see how far they're going to get with their parents. I was watching that with my grandson over the weekend. He would do things on purpose. He would just be just disobedient, knowing he was going to get in trouble, and then would just do it anyway. And I was looking at him, and it was frustrating my daughter because even though I'm older than my daughter, but I was like that as a kid. I was just disobedient for no reason, but I didn't realize I was defying God. I just didn't want to do what my parents told me to do. Now, when we talk about the curse of disobedience, and I spoke about Deuteronomy a little bit, but the curse of disobedience is talked about in Deuteronomy 11, chapter 11, verses 26-28. Now, the Bible repeatedly addresses the outcome of of obedience and disobedience. It reveals when we talk about the blessing that follows obedience. And see, that was what I believe when we started this reward system token, meaning if you do what you're supposed to do, if you're obedient, you're going to get rewards. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're going to be cursed and you're going to get in trouble. Now, when we talk about how it reveals the blessings and follows obedience and the curse and follows disobedience, the truth was plainly explained to the children of Israel on several occasions. In fact, the Bible lists the curse that follows the disobedience. And in Deuteronomy 28:15-44, the curse ranged from personal judgment to national judgment to the obvious fact that disobedience withheld blessings. For instance, disobedience drove Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. What do you think about that? They did that now. We know that they were disobedient, and we saw what happened. And when your yeah, parents yeah, try to yeah, explain yeah. it to you, we think, "Oh, that ain't gonna happen to me." Yes, and, and you know, you know, the saddest part about it is, is that when the kids start to formulate an opinion that it's not gonna happen to them, it, it strikes me as really being awkward because if we, as being parents, have shown and we have walked through the fire, like I've mentioned so many times, at the end of the day, we would not want to have our children do that. But for whatever reason, they feel that they know more than we could ever know. And you're still learning right now. And you have the nerve and the gall to sit there and really entertain, engage in a conversation that you know not what you're speaking about. And mm-hmm. the more that we sit down and try to engage them, and like you said, with the younger and younger kids, they get so angry, so defensive and everything. But at the end of the day, all it is is just being misunderstood, not understanding mm-hmm. that that disobedience comes with consequences and repercussions. And it happens to come with a conversation from your loved ones that's telling you the truth about everything that's going on. And you find so it's so difficult for you to hold on to the truth and the reality of all the events that you allowed to happen. No mm-hmm. one else did it. You did that. They don't want to be held accountable for anything, and they try to unexcuse the unexcusable. 
You try to make a, a situation into something that it's already a no-win situation. You're done, you're caught, and you're still talking. It makes no sense. You, remember when we said we have to let go and let God in that yep. disobedience? You've got to find that humble part of you that will allow yourself to open up, and the world has taught them to be so prideful, even in the disobedience, they're so aggressive. Oh, you don't tell me. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I, I'm telling you right now, this is what's really going on with me. If you actually really knew, then we wouldn't be having a conversation anyway. And so you, you know what? And like now, a, this time, as we're doing this show, yeah. I'm watching the news. I'm listening to all of this stuff. Yeah. I even see the disobedience mm-hmm. with coronavirus, with this COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of mm-hmm. disobedience. With these riots, a lot of disobedience on both ends. Not just the protesters or people even doing peaceful protests yeah. with the police. There's a lot of disobedience going on where people are abusing yeah. their power. Because there should yeah. be no need to have federal agents police in U.S. cities and you got them in the streets manhandling folks. This makes Absolutely. no sense. No sense. And now they can give they burning up stuff. They fight. Portland is like it is out of control. And then in Florida, you got these the, the rates of the coronavirus is so high, but you want these teachers to go back to school. So they're like, no, we're not doing this. So it's not like they're trying to disobey God. They kind of people know, like you said, you don't yes. understand. Why are you doing this to us? Now I want to exactly. talk about not only with. No, I was just following up with what you said, like the governor. The governor is pushing them to open up the schools. The superintendent of Florida is suing the government for jeopardizing the children's life. And we are the future. The children are the future. And we are the older generation. Then we should prep them for the future that we want them to have and the outcome of it. But to march mm-hmm. a kid into death. And then say that, oh, it's just like a common cold. Well, it don't seem so common to me with the death toll being 146,000 right now. People are dying. What do you mean like a common cold? It's not a common cold. Oh, they'll get over it. So who told you that they would get over it? That's just being flat out disobedient, not wanting to follow the rules, and it wouldn't be so high if you would put your mask on. We're talking about a simple mask. It might be a little uncomfortable for you, but we're asking you to choose between life and death, sir. And we don't know well, which way it's going to go, but if you put the mask on. It goes, it all ties in, Curtis, when you think about it. People yes. are being disobedient yes. or being, they're in trouble. They're being cursed, they're dying, and things are happening. Also, and we're going back to the Bible. Saul, disobedience cost him his kingdom. Amen. You want to speak on that a little bit? Absolutely. We had people that was in the Bible that was disobedient. And we had and, Saul. And, and, and this is the thing. If we are going to do and go and repeat with the Bible because it correlates to everything that we're transitioning through in our life today, if he was disobedient and he lost his kingdom, what does that mean to us if we're disobedient? Right now in this day and this time and what's going on with the coronavirus, you're nine times out of ten going to lose your life because you want to be disobedient and not put a mask on because you feel that, and it's not about red, it's not about blue, 
It's not about mm-hmm. Democrats. It's not about Republicans. It's about humanity. What is the human thing to do? Follow it. Oh, do we know a blueprint to the coronavirus? We do not, but what we do know is not transmitted at a higher rate with a mask on. That's all mm-hmm. you have to do. And we cannot go out and be who we used to be in the conditions now. And if you correlate that with saw in the Bible and the way that God's disciples had lived versus the choices and decisions that we have right now, the only thing that we can come back to is being disobedient will cost you. There are repercussions and consequences for being disobedient that we try to warn you about. But the warning signs you completely ignored, and then you're laying there, and now here we are, humble servants of God, trying to comfort you in your moment of sorrow. When you can pass on, only because you were disobedient and you did not want to listen. Let's all stand fast and pray and trust and believe in God like we never have before. Because if you look at it, it's like the last days. There's a plague that's unleashed mm-hmm. on this earth. The president isn't, isn't helping it. The Republicans feel that, oh, they can do this and they can do that. You guys are not God. You can't play Russian roulette with people's lives without consequences and repercussions. Well, the governor of Atlanta, let me sue the mayor because we want to put a gag on her on her because we don't want her talking about the real reality of the events that's going on. Well, right Just now, she's living it because she's Yes. She tested politics. And, and the sad part about it is it's not about politics. And that's what people get no. getting it twisted. Because when I listen to and I'm watching television, I'm seeing a lot of blaming. You know, and part mm-hmm. of that, his name come up so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to say they don't like Obama. They don't like, they get mad at God. They get mad at Obama. They get mad at Oprah. They get mad at Jeanette. You know, but it's mm-hmm. like, why y'all got to keep that man name up? <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave him be. You know, but it's too exactly. much blame. Just blame. Well, he didn't do it, so now we're going to do it. And no, no. Another person I want to talk about in the Bible, Moses, disobedient. He could not enter into the land of promise. Now, you know you in trouble. And that's in chapter 20, chapter 20, verse 12. Moses was disobedient. Do you know a lot of people didn't even know Moses was disobedient? Yes. Meaning that the consequences of disobedience may differ today, but every act of disobedience and that is what we are seeing is people's disobedience. <laughs> At the highest rate that I've ever seen it in my life before. <laughs> you know what? It is, it's sad. Because I'm going to tell you, Curtis, I remember, like I said, because I was very disobedient. I was very hard-headed. And um, even with my work habits, I used seven days a week, five to five offices. I would work from sun up to sundown, driving a thousand miles a week. I had a person just contact me earlier when they said, "Are you at the office?" I was like, "No." He was like, "You're not sick, are you?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not sick," because people are not used to me not. I had to be obedient to God and say, "You know what? I'm not gonna do this to my body. I'm my car is even. I would get to the point where my car get mad wouldn't store." My car to be like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you don't want me the hell out. I'm not going <laughs> And then, Curtis, yeah. I get an attitude. I get an attitude. I call AAA. 
Triple A told me home, I just hop in another vehicle. <laughs> I'll be like, me, oh, I get another car. You know, so it, it was just Jeanette wanted to do what Jeanette wanted to do. Now I be sitting at home, my feet be burning, I be so tired. I'm not, mm-mm, I'm not doing that no more. Lord, Lord, just, just give me 30 more years, 34 more years, I'm good. I will not do what I used to do. I got to learn to do something different. Because I found that being disobedient was not working for me. I have a um, co-therapist friend. She always tell me, so today, tell me how that worked for you. So how did that work for you? I'd be like, apparently it didn't work for me. You know, so, but we do need to get to the point to where we have to just repent and obey. Because, again, obeying God is in our best interest. And again, back in Deuteronomy. And, you know, reading Deuteronomy is a good read because when we talk about today, we've been, it says that um, today I've set before you life and death, depending on whether you obey or disobey. I've commanded you to love the Lord, your God, and to follow his path and to keep his laws so that you will live and become a great nation so that the Lord, your God, will bless you and the land that you are about to possess. And it goes on into Deuteronomy. But for some reason, people are fighting over the land. they acting a fool. they doing all this stuff. we got animals. I'm looking at something now. they got bear cubs sneaking into the vein of the, in search of food. they got bears roaming through people's yards. I, I don't know what I would do if I get up wow. in the middle of the night and a bear in my kitchen. <laughs> I think, man, that bear, we're going to fight <laughs> Especially on my food. You know, uh, if it's snake, if it's a snake, I, I don't play with snakes. But I think I will tackle a bear, but I ain't messing with. Them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not messing with no snakes, no bears. But like you said, it's rampant right now. The level of the way that everybody that we see right now, all, all walks of life, is being disobedient. I don't know how you think anything good is going to come from that. There's mm-hmm. nothing good that's going to come for it. And whatever it is that you're looking for, we can sit down and we can do it a better way. I wish I had a bullhorn, something that would reach everybody in the world right now. And I would tell them just a simple message. Let's just trust and believe in God. And let's just do the best way, the best things that we can do to protect ourselves for all walks of life. It's not about color. We can, we can skip the whole color thing. It's not even about the politics. It's about humanity doing the right things for one another to promote life for all children so that we will have a world to live in. Because the route that we're going now is deadly and it's rising. Every single day, there's another outbreak going even higher. And then when they ask the simple question, are they wearing masks? The question is no. People are arguing to go into the bar and just sit there without the mask on and fellowship. Y'all want to sit down, talk about drinks with the coronavirus being there, and you guys are elbow to elbow in there. And you think that you're not going to affect one another. All it takes is one person in there to affect the whole bar. We have to stop you know what? talking about adults that should know better. This is the sad part, though. When... When you say that, and I own an outpatient drug and alcohol facility, and it leads me to the power of also the disease of alcoholism, to the point to where you want to drink so bad, you want to socialize, you've allowed that to become your God. And people don't Mm -hmm. realize that. 
And it's really sad. And alcohol eats you up from the inside out. When I get phone calls from people and they want to um, enter into rehab for alcoholism, I tell them, you first got to have a physical because you're not going to die on my watch. People are having seizures. You know, domestic violence, I mean, uh, alcoholism leads to so many different things, even with relationships, and it can cause you to become a disobedient. Now, I'm looking at something current that I really want to share, and it talks about obedience keep us from disease. If we're looking at the coronavirus, COVID-19, and we're considering a virus, a disease, bacteria, whatever you want to say, but it's in the Bible in Exodus 15:26. If you will listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and obey it and do what's right, then I will not make you suffer the disease. I sent the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. That is deep. Now, that don't mean we blame this on God, so I don't want people to take this out of context because a lot of times when things happen and people die, people want to blame God. Some things we do bring upon ourselves. But quoting yes. that again, that obedience can keep us from disease. What is your take on that? You, you know, the saddest part about it is, is that when the truth is spoken, there is so much conflict with inside of the truth and what people's interpretation and what they want to be the truth. And with this disease, and just like they said in Exodus, the way that everything is, our Father said that he would protect us and he would not unleash it up on you. But if you're not going to be disobedient and follow the ways that is laid out for you to take down the spread of the disease, then mm-hmm. what is it that you are asking for? You're asking for it to be unleashed upon us with no mercy. And you know we have a merciful God. And right now, we need God to have mercy on those that are being disobedient, yep. that are continuing to do what they want to do, continuing to spread this virus and hurt all children. They are literally asking us to allow all kids to be accessible to this disease and you want to reference it as though it's a common cold. If mm-hmm. that's not disobedient, I don't know the definition of disobedient. And we're talking about all elders. We're talking about people in their 60s and their 70s that should know better because of the things that they've lived and God has helped them to get to where they are right now and bless them and anointed them to have the wisdom and the knowledge and it still doesn't do any good and you're begging and asking for something to happen to you. I've Mm -hmm. never seen that before in my life, Jeanette. I've never seen anyone want something so bad that it's so harmful for all of us to where you would just tear caution into the wind and head out there head first knowing Mm -hmm. that there's death out there. And it's really killing us all, and it's colorblind. But, yes, it does affect the Latino and the black community more so than anyone. But at the end of the day, it's affecting us all. So at what point when everybody decides just to come together, regardless of what the president is saying, because the Republicans are going behind his back now trying to figure out a better way because the leadership has fell from the beginning, it's failing now, 
doesn't matter if he comes back on TV and start doing the, the broadcast and the update of the coronavirus. The sad thing is you're still arguing about testing. Testing is the most important thing about the disease so that we can understand how to bring it down, how to control it. But if you do not, and this is a big thing too, Jeanette, that everybody's having a problem with, is that the mandate should yep. be mandated for people to wear masks. Well, something has to be done because even if you ask them, they still don't follow the rules and they won't be there. So then what happens to a disobedient child? The discipline. So I do believe that it should be mandated in order for us to have some type of world or some type of understanding to getting everything down and everybody doing their part. It's sad that you would have to be disciplined in order for you to understand that what you're doing is wrong. And mm-hmm. we do know wrong from right. We do. What, we do. Then, but you know what? But you that we had to do the same thing with the seatbelts, with the texting, with all of that. I'm looking at mm-hmm. something now where a, mm-hmm. a volcano just erupted in Italy. I'm like, it is so wow. much going on. Italy just had a volcano yeah. erupt. But, you know, and I want to say just last week, right after I did the show, I was going back quiet. And she was upset about the fact that she had to wear a mask going through the drive-thru. And she was upset about it. And I said what I had to say, and she felt she was like she was being attacked on Facebook, but not by me. But the thing is, because she trusts me, because she know I've never lied to her. And just last night, because she was trying to tell me, I don't know nobody that have corona. I don't know nobody that's sick. I don't know nobody. But just because you don't know nobody personally, don't know that it, you, it doesn't mean it's not happening. Just last night, I woke up and I was on my Facebook, and she had posted something about praying for a child that's sick. Now I said to myself, mm-hmm, now you know somebody. See, sometimes people don't believe it's going to happen to them until it knocks on their door hits their child or happens in their family. The same thing that we had going on or we got going on with the coronavirus, people were doing it with HIV, people do it with drug and alcohol addiction, people do it with a whole lot of stuff. We play too much, and we really need to stop. And I mentioned it earlier in regards to obedience is the key to a successful life. Now, we know that things are going to happen, but constantly we remind people about these laws, and you think yourself that that you don't have to do it every day, every night, and you will be sure to obey all of them, for only you will succeed? Now, we know that there is some truth to that, but we will be evaluated in the terms of our obedience to God's commandments. It is in the Bible in Matthew 5.19, and so if anyone breaks the least commandments and teaches others to he shall be the least in the kingdom of heaven. For those who teach God's laws and obey them shall be great in the kingdom of heaven. But you know, Katie, some people, like I said, I'm going to talk to my daddy. My daddy was like, I don't want to go to Some individuals just go defy, be disobedient, and but you gotta be able, you gotta touch their heart. You gotta help them see that there is another way. You got to. Now, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let you speak on this, Curtis. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, will only be given to those who obey the Lord. In the Bible, in Acts 5.32, we are witness of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. 
Now, Jesus obeyed his father as an example of how we should obey him. It's in the Bible, even in Hebrews 8, 9, and even through Jesus, even though Jesus was the son of God, he had to learn from experience what it was like to obey. When obeying meant suffering, it was after he had proved himself perfect in this experience that Jesus became the giver of eternal salvation to those who obey him. What is your comment in regard to that? Because Jesus had to obey God. We have to obey our parents. We should be able to obey yes. authority, and we should be able to trust authority. How do we tie this in? You know what? Better grasp for this. You know what? I think that when it comes down to obeying and understanding the authority, we have to get to why do you feel that you want to defy, overturn, turn things upside down? I believe that there's something that's seriously going on inside of them because if God had to obey Jesus, well, Jesus had to obey God, and everybody's like, well, the way you say it is this, is that. Well, listen, if you really want to get the point and how it really goes, take the time to open yourself up to really understand and self-evaluate you because what we're doing right now today is we're trying to reach out and explain even through all trials and tribulations and the way the world is today, correlating that with God and where we are right now and using his disciples to get to the moment that we are in this time. To be disobedient will ultimately, you're going to sacrifice your life to stand mm-hmm. on what? Something that was never worth standing for in the beginning? So now, where is the end? The end is your total demise based Mm -hmm. off of what what principal value do you have there? There isn't one. There is nothing that we can honestly say right here today on this phone, on this topic, about you as an individual and what you're doing and what you need to do. All we can do is encourage you and show you the way, whether it be through the scripture, whether it be all personal experience, whether it be all expressions, all definitions, whatever it is that we're trying to do, just open up your heart. I'm asking God for anybody who's listening to the radio station that has confusion, that has a problem with being disobedient, thinking that it's the route to go. It's not. And I'm here to tell you through my own personal life at being 52 that if Jesus is going to do the things he needs to do, you're going to have to be disobedient. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to let go and let God come into your life because we pray every day for everyone in the world to be better. Today is about being disobedient, and we're going to continue to pray that prayer about everyone being disobedient, opening your heart and your mind and letting go and letting God. And if you don't have the understanding, you can feel free to call in and we'll do the best that we can to help you better understand the situations and the gravity of what we're talking about. We're talking about life and death right now. Got you. I have a question for you because I'm looking at this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to read this because it's coming from Bible info. God advises us. Now think, remember, He advises us to obey the laws of the land. It is in the Bible, in Romans 13, Mm -hmm. 1 and 2, obey the government. For God is the one 
who has put it there. There is no government anywhere that God has not placed in power. I think that's where we're running into a lot of problems because we take that and people are tired of that because people started abusing their power. We started seeing so much corruption in government. We started seeing people not having people's the people's interest. It was their own self-interest. We talk about lobbyists. Activists and people are tired. So when individuals, when we take that scripture and he talks about the government, obey the government, for God is the one who put it there. Now things are changing because some of people in power are not playing. When I looked at and it just showed John Lewis dancing in 2018, he was in government, but he was one that was trying to do the right things no matter what. But when you have people in power and they're doing the wrong thing, they need to be removed. And they need to be held accountable for their actions because they're not serving God or the people, just like when we look in law enforcement. So I think just looking at that, individuals kind of get that confused because there is no government anywhere that God has not placed in power. So those who refuse to obey the laws of the land are refusing to obey God and punishment will follow. But they don't give police the right to abuse people. They don't give us the right to have national, you know, to have the federal agent police in U.S. cities. I think they're taking a lot of this stuff out of Scripture. Because sometimes obedience to God and his law may require disobedience of earthly powers. And that is probably where I was conflicted with the disobedience and the civil disobedience because we're running into issues where individual, when it says sometimes obedience to God and his laws may require disobedience of earthly powers. And in the Bible, Acts 5.29, we must obey God rather than man. Any comments, Curtis? Absolutely. Just like you said. <laughs> because everyone, I was trying to figure out in, and now I found it. I found it because I was like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Because if I'm supposed to be yeah. obedient and I'm supposed to obey the laws of the land and I'm supposed to obey God, but yet I know that this ain't right, and if I've got kids, I'm not sending them to school with the coronavirus, and I know that I'm not going to be sitting up in somebody's office and people ain't wearing no masks, and i got offices in Orange County, and Orange County don't want to wear no masks or no social, social distancing, so I'm, like, I'm keeping my bed out of Orange County. So when we start talking about the government and the government are implementing I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not trying to obey God because I know the will. God didn't tell us to be foolish. He told us to use wisdom. You know, he didn't say drink the grape juice. You know? <laughs> so I'm not getting caught up with all of that. So I was trying to figure no, out no. how it all ties in together. And I got my answer. Thank you, Jesus. Because we must obey Thank God rather than men. And it doesn't and now it doesn't mean that be humble. It doesn't mean you can't submit. It doesn't mean any of that. But in order to lead, you got to know when to follow. And what we're seeing is we got exactly. people in government that don't want even want to follow what scientists are saying. What people? It's like, come on now. Okay, now I, I, got I am up. so proud. Thank you. No, you, you <laughs> did, but no, no, no. I'm I'm happy and I'm excited because I was a part of it. Because you just figured it out and you just quoted the scripture, 
that correlated everything together so that now that you can actually see, and that is the problem. Nobody wants to be obedient. Nobody wants to be disciplined. No one wants to follow the rules. No one wants to do it. And they're taking everything out of context, putting it into a situation of catastrophic chaos beyond mm-hmm. our own comprehension because they choose not to listen to anything. And if the truth was standing there in their face, they would look you at it and tell you that that is not true. But you know, even when I was looking at the governor of Florida and he had that smirk on his face talking about the schools, mm-hmm. I was like, that mm-hmm. is not God. You, you taking advantage of the poor, of the sick, of the elder, you... No, that's not what God told you to do. So we go. I know we ran out of time, and um, on Monday's show it's going to be interesting because I have a young lady from Canada. She want to talk about the court system as it relates to the child welfare laws and individuals that are losing custody of their children. And you know, on Tuesday, let's talk about being godly. Because we need to change, some people need to change their heart on some of the things and some of the decisions that they're making, especially those that are in power. Because, like I said, people are being positioned in such jobs all over the world where they're trying to make a difference, but they're running into resistance, rebellion, and disobedience. But we got to follow God's plan. And I know everybody don't believe God, in God. I, I get that. And there's probably a reason. But you got to lean not on your own understanding and trust him in all your ways. Because based on what, what I even talked about when we talked about the disease, when we talked about healing the land, I'm looking at this stuff with Pfizer, and they're talking about all of this stuff, of officials optimistic in a vaccine that might be available by the end of 2020. I told my daughter, I said, you know what, I don't know nothing about stocks. I said, but I was watching the news, and I saw a woman, and she had on this coat, and it said Pfizer. I said, but then when they showed it again, it didn't have a label on it. I said, I need to make some investment in some stocks. You know, but I'm not investing in regards to that. But the thing is, we got to learn to do better with our finances, too. We got to be obedient in a lot of areas of our life. Now, Curtis, we run out of time. What do you want the listeners to know before we end the show today? You still there, Curtis? I'm still okay. here. Okay. What I okay. want everybody well, to do before we end the show today. I want to first tell yes, them to be safe. You got to be safe. You want to tell them you got to be safe, and you got to learn how to be disobedient, and you got to be able to decipher between the decisions and choices that you make, and when you when we're talking about being disobedient, to choose to not wear a mask for yourself as well as the others around you, completely Correct. disobedient, and, you, and you're headed to a place where we do not want you to go, and you do not have to go there. That's a choice and a decision that you're making in a conscious effort. Now, when you make a choice and a decision and it's not in a conscious effort, okay, there's reasons behind that. But when you consciously wake up today and say, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't care, well, when you don't care, it affects all of us. And God has put it in a position to where now that every choice and decision that you make can affect the next person's life. And the mm-hmm. 
Let's it's just true. pray and hope to God that we're able to bring everybody back together on the same accord so that we can all focus on the most important thing that God has ever given us, which is our life. We have choices and decisions to make. Let's try to be as disciplined as we can in the things that we do for one another and try to love and be humble and listen to the word of God. And like she said, everybody don't believe in God, and there's a reason behind it. Find that reason and get closer to the man that we know that's going to love you no matter who you are, what you do, or how you do it. And stop looking for one another to comfort you in the moment of darkness and sorrow like the world is today. And I pray, and I hope that we'll continue to pray for each and every listener out there that they will get a better understanding and a grasp of what's going on in the world today. And you guys be blessed and stay safe. And know that you have someone that's praying for you right now that things will be better for you in your life. And y'all be blessed out there and stay safe. And remember, disobedience is a choice. And we need to pray for leadership that's godly, that cares about the people, and that's going to do the right thing no matter what. Because what we're seeing right now is very questionable. And remember, obedience will draw you closer to God. So we want to be obedient, but we want to be obedient to God. And we got to know the difference of when it's God and when it's man. And like Curtis was saying, we got to learn how to, we got to save our lives and the lives of others. So let's strive to be obedient because it can draw you closer to God. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And Curtis, I got to go outside and see, it's this cat that keeps coming in my yard, and I don't like cats. Every day this cat comes to my house, and I don't know what this cat wants. So let me go see if I can open the door and shun this cat off. So thank you for listening here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And until the next time, remember you got this, and stay blessed. Bye-bye.